0: Hello, everybody,
1: we are those those box boys. We got boxes on our heads and we like to make a noise. We made some stupid
0: sketches and recorded them fast.
1: And put them all together into this podcast.
0: Are you worried about Glamrock stalkers in your local area? Well, maybe you fucking well should be. What you need is Spank Bag and Pull Hard Insurance. We're the only company that offers fully comprehensive packages for all of your Glamrock stalking concerns. Maybe Noddy Holder from Slade has been going through your Facebook images. Or maybe the Bay City Rollers have been going through your garbage looking for discarded underwear. Or maybe Brian Ferry has been watching you sleep from an apartment across the street. So whatever your Glamrock stalking issues are, Spank Bag and Pull Hard are here to help. But hey, don't believe us. Listen to Mr. Martin Pornhub from Gloucester.
2: I first became aware of Spankbag and Pullhard's Glamrock stalking insurance policy when I heard an advertisement much like this one on the radio. I took out their premium cover, much to my advantage, because not three and a half years later, whilst taking my morning poop and reading the telegraph, I noticed behind my shower curtain was Mott the Hoople, and several members of the suite. I asked them what are you doing here behind my shower curtain and they did not reply. I finished my poop and I went downstairs for my breakfast which is usually prepared for me by my maid Stephanie but making my toast was Mott the Hoople and several members of the suite. I said to them what are you doing here making my breakfast and they did not reply. I ate my breakfast and I went to my office. On entering my office, behind my desk was sat Mott the fucking Hoople and several members of the bastarding suite. I said to them, what the hell are you doing in my office? And they did not reply. I had had enough of this. So I left my office and I jumped into a taxi. Who was the driver of the taxi? Lo and behold, it Mott the Hoople and several members of the bastarding suite. I arrived at my home, rang my doorbell. Who answered my door? Not Jeffrey, my butler. No! T'was Mott the fucking Hoople and several members of the bastarding suite. Upon entering my home, I called immediately to Spank Bag and Pull Hard and called in my insurance policy. Immediately, this problem was dealt with. As it is today, I know not where are, Mott the Hoople and several members of this suite. They may be dead. I don't care. I have them not in my life. Thanks to Spank bag
0: and Pullhard's Glamrock Stalking Insurance Policy. So, whether it's Mark Boland taking concealed photographs on public transport or Susie Quattro with binoculars in your vegetable patch. Call Spank Bag and Pull Hard. Why? Because I fucking well said so. Chaplin and Teller, a real nice fellas. One is a mime who acts so. Who is probably a mute? They sure have fun when they're living together. Chaplin and Taylor.
2: In this week's episode, Chaplin makes them both breakfast. What could possibly go wrong?
0: End. 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 Ah. End. Ah. End. Ah. Chaplin
2: I'm Teddy.
1: And I'm Scott.
2: And together we are... The Pum- Mythbusters. Busters.
1: Go on, Scott. Do jingle. Bam, 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 ah, bam.
2: Forget it. Forget it, Scott. Never works. Never works. Right. I'm, I'm sure we have a letter here from uh, Mr. Hillary Clout. Mr. Hillary, Cl- Hillary. He's, he's like Mr. A, Hillary. Is he? Is and He's a bloke. Aye, oh, oh you get all sorts of these not you? Aye, anyway, it? Mr. Hillary Cloud from Elswop. Ah, well, that explains it then, doesn't it? Aye. Very Cos- cosmopolitan. cosmopolitan. Aye, yeah. L-Swap, yeah, L-Swap. Yeah. Anyway, Hillary does write. Dear Terry and Scott, that thing that everyone says about Richard Gere, you know, that thing, is it true? Like, because I thought with him being a Buddhist and all that, he'd treat animals with a bit more. What's she talking about? What's, what's this thing about Richard Gay? You know,
1: the, the, the thing. What thing? Wait, 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 I'll tell you, I'll, I'll whisper it to you. A, a bloody hamster! I know, that's
2: why I whispered it, man. Well, Mr. Hillary Clout, that's clearly horse shit. Well, um... Oh, no, 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 no. There is no way that's true. Plus, this might lead us into a sticky legal territory. I mean, remember episode 28? I mean, who'd have thought that the Scientologists would be listening to this podcast? Well,
1: the lawyers oh. certainly were.
2: So we won't be mentioning Top Gun again in an hurry. Anyway, the Richard Gear thing. That's definitely horse
1: shit. Well, I'm going to have to stop you there, Jerry. No, go. Go no on, on. I'm going to have to stop you there because I think you're right. Oh, exactly. Horse shit. In the sense that it wasn't a real hamster. What? Oh, well, what was it then, Scott? It was actually Richard the Hamster Hammond. From Top Gear? Yeah, that one, yeah. So he was inside Richard Gear? Well, it's, it's a long
2: story, Scott. Hold on, hold on. Richard the Hammond Hamster from Top Gear was the hamster inside of Richard Gear.
1: Well, it was actually, it all started with the aliens. Oh, Jesus you Christ. see, the year was 2005 oh. and NASA had just developed a new kind of alien detecting really? device. Yeah. No, It was brilliant to work with like GPS and microchips and satellites and all that kind Ultra. of stuff. No, it was, yeah, exactly man, exactly. And after 10 years of trials, they had finally perfected the technology. And they are confident that if there were aliens living amongst us on this Earth, they could now detect them. Mm. Yeah. So when they finally switched on the device, they realized they were picking up a very faint signal. Mm. So they immediately realized that the aliens were very, very small. Uh, of, of course, what else? Tiny aliens. Right, tiny aliens. So as they gradually tracked the signal, they managed to pinpoint the signal's exact location, which was mm. inside Richard Gear. Right. Aliens. Tiny aliens, mind
2: inside Richard Gear. Tiny aliens, right?
1: Of course, tiny aliens inside Richard Gear. Sure. Yeah. So, so NASA had a plan of attack, right? So this—what's that movie where one bloke goes inside another bloke? Brokeback Mountain. No, no, not that one. Uh, hang on. It was—it was not it was, it a bloke inside him. It was Raquel Welch. And Brokeback Mountain. Well, like with a strap on.
2: I—I I, I don't think so, Scott. Mate, I—I I think. Uh, I would have remembered that bit.
1: No, I mean the movie was the one where the one where they shrink somebody. Oh, Benjamin Button. No, wait, no, no. Uh, Fantastic Voyage, that's it. So, they shrink down Raquel Welch and inject her into a fella's body. So that's what NASA did.
2: They shrunk Raquel Welch?
1: No, Richard
2: Hammond, man. So NASA shrunk down Richard the Hamster Hammond and injected him into Richard gear to kill the
1: tiny little aliens. Exactly. That well, is logical. He was already pretty small. And anyway... They've introduced him as a suppository. Right, yeah, logical. Dead logical, that. Right, and in the end, he didn't destroy the aliens. He just made friends with them because he's an ass bloke. And they've been living up James May's arse ever since. Jeremy Clarkson wouldn't have them. He's not keen on foreigners. What a load of horse shit. What the you saying, man? It's harsh
2: shit. Oh. Tiny, tiny little minuscule aliens inside of Richard Gere's ass. Richard Gears ass, thanks. No, nah. No. Richard the Hammond, hamster, whatever his bloody name is, the little funny one off Top Gear. That one, yeah. They shrunk him even more. A little bit more, and yeah. They stuck him up Richard Gere's asshole. Was that me,
1: man?
2: For dead t- horse shit. Horse shit. I've had enough. I can't
1: tell you no, now. I'm going
2: home, do no, you know what I'm I'm gonna go home, watch Blu-ray of uh, Brokeback Mountain. I'm sick of this horse shit. I'm gonna watch a good film and not have to listen to your alien bullshit anymore. Uh, go on up now. Alright, uh, alright, we go. Fuck off. Get your hands off it!
1: Get your hands off it! Ah oh, shit!
0: Uh, hi there, uh, have you by any chance seen those, um, pub Mythbusters guys in here? Cause, uh, they better not be talking about Top Gun again. Okay, just, just leaving a message.
3: Hello, I'm Professor Edward Bummington Adams. And I'm Professor Adam bumwitz eddie and this is Sats Science 2000. 2000. My goodness, Professor. What is that that you have there? Why, this little chap. He's a member of the genus Erinaceus, the common European hedgehog. Well, for a prickly
2: little guy, he certainly is very cute, Professor.
3: I know. I picked him
4: up during a walk in the countryside. A walk with Mrs. Bummington-Adams, I assume?
3: No, I'm afraid Mrs. Bummington-Adams has moved back to her mother's abode in Wilkinghamshire. It's a temporary arrangement, I'm sure. She says I've been spending too much time with other, um, scientists.
2: Well, it is true, Professor, you
3: are very scientific. Yes, I certainly do like a bit of the old science.
4: If you don't mind me saying so, Professor, that little hedgehog friend of yours is looking a little bit, uh, perturbed right now.
3: Well, that doesn't surprise me at all, Professor, because for the last 48 hours, I've been feeding this little fellow nothing but an old 3-liter can of dark ale mixed with garlic butter and a spicy paprika sauce. Goodness me, Professor. Why on earth would you do that? Well, Professor, I'm glad you asked. Well, it all forms part of a very, very scientific experiment. And if you look over here, judging by the ever more aggressive sounds from that little hedgehog's stomach, I'd say this experiment is about to yield some results. So, if we put this little chap down round about here, and if we could position the recording device round about here, and then... wait for it... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, oh, ah.
3: There she blows! School's out for summer! Let the Hunger Games begin! There goes the neighborhood! High five, Professor Bumwoods Zeddington. High five, Professor Bummington-Adams! And a folks! That's Says. science!
0: Simon and Garfunkel. Jam
4: Detectives. It was another quiet day in the office of Simon and Garfunkel, jam detectives.
1: Yeah.
4: Our music industry days seemed far behind us now. Nobody wanted to hear about 50 ways to leave their lover anymore. Nowadays it was all Latino guys singing about leaving all kinds of stuff. Enrique Iglesias was singing about 60 ways to leave the restroom in Starbucks. Ricky Martin was singing about 80 ways to leave Bangkok without being traced by Interpol. And Mark Anthony He's singing about how to leave a religious cult that worships a cartoon rabbit.
1: And uh, how many ways are there to leave them?
4: I, I think he's still working on it, Artie. Okay, okay um, Artie. Artie, there's, there's something we've got to talk about. Since we set up this detective agency, an agency that we decided would be strictly dedicated to jam-related cases, do you know how long it's been, Artie?
1: No, I, I don't know.
4: It's been two years now, Artie. Two long years. And do you know how many cases we've taken on in that time? Uh, I, I, I mean, roughly.
1: Uh, I roughly. It's none, isn't it?
4: Roughly speaking, none. That's right. So maybe, Artie, it's, it's time to get my old guitar back from the pawn shop and we'll get the band back together. It was then that she came into the office. And what a pair of legs she had. Boy, I thought, where did she get those legs from? The leg store, I guess. Those are the type of legs that wouldn't come cheap, unless it was in the January sales and it had been a particularly poor year for leg retail, generally. You could maybe get up to 30% off in those kinds of circumstances. It always pays to wait for the sales. Unless, of course, you need the legs urgently. Or or maybe they came pre-installed somehow. Who knew? Who knew? Not me. I needed to learn more about legs. Make a note of that, Artie. Legs? Right, legs.
1: So if you've finished with your legs monologue, I'll get straight to the point. Sorry, sorry, right. I need you to investigate a robbery. Someone entered my shop last night and has stolen 500 of my most expensive condiments.
4: Right, right, so let me guess, more damn marmalade thefts.
1: No, it was Jam. Jam? Jam?
4: Artie! Artie, jam! Artie! Artie, you're quiet today, Artie. it's, It's jam!
1: It was 500 jars of handmade Peruvian jam from the plains of Machu Picchu worth a fortune. Boy, that's a lot of jam. Right, Artie? And I heard the thief's voice. He had a very distinctive voice. He kept saying the word... Jam. Who wouldn't? We love saying
4: the word jam, don't we Artie? Here it is. Jam, 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 all day long. Jam, jam, jam jammy, jam. jam, 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 jam. Hey Artie. Last week we must have said the word jam like like a thousand times. Right, Artie? Jam! 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 Jam!
1: Jam! Uh, jam. jam for the love God! Jam! Jam! That's it. That was the voice. My God. Artie! Yeah, it was me. But why, Artie? Why? You should have seen it, Polly. You can't even imagine. The most beautiful jam you've ever seen. Hand-picked Peruvian apricots. The jars were in crystalline clear with those shiny gold tops shimmering in the august moonlight of the Fairwax Jam Store window display. I ain't had a good pot of jam in so long, Polly. Maybe not since our last gold record. What's the point in being a jam detective who can't even remember the taste of real jam? I couldn't take no more, Polly. But now you got me. You got me good.
4: I'm sorry, Artie. You know the rules. It's time to go, buddy. It's funny how things turn out. It's like I always said. Life is a bucket of jam with barbed wire handles. and, And sometimes, even the good guys can get snagged.
0: Simon and Garfunkel. Jam Detectives Good evening and evening, welcome everybody. to Cat
2: People Hello. This week on Cat People, Jeremy and I Hello. will be discussing the uh, the Ginger, ginger Tom, Tom. Yeah, We have one here, if you can see It's lovely isn't yes, it? It's lovely, lovely isn't it Jeremy this is yeah. a typical ginger tom with the orange and, orange and almost yellowy, yellowish striping yellow, yeah. with little patches of white and he has yeah. lovely long yeah. white whiskers. Lovely, beautiful Commonly, cat. Commonly green eyes. Yeah. Um, the Latin, of course, for the ginger tom is cunt. Cunt.
1: Cunt.